0: What did we just watch, Amy?
1: We just watched the first two episodes of The Mandalorian. Because we, we got a, a surprise subscription to Disney+. Woo! Thanks, Mom. So, yeah. <laughs> Gifted. <laughs> Yay! Um, so, talking about The Mandalorian, fair warning. Lots of spoilers. Yeah, this, stop, is, this is a real stop now. show. Yeah, stop now. If you still want to watch the first two episodes...
0: Yeah. Did you know, um, speaking of spoilers, that this show... I know this because of TV critics I follow. Was, like, super embargoed. mm um, Critics were kind of complaining about it. They were like, you can't reveal anything past, like, the first two minutes of the show or something like that. They were that worried about spoilers. Okay. Um, Before... Like, even in their, like, pre-air reviews. Which was... Annoying? Uh, I mean, to be fair, like there's stuff that can be spoiled. I would say within the first ten minutes. Yeah. If if anything that possibly happens is a spoiler, right? But...
1: Right. It it depends on what what's the definition of a spoiler. Yeah.
0: What's... Well, here's an example of a spoiler from the thing that, that I learned later was like, oh, this is a thing they were worried about spoiling, which I okay. think is ridiculous.
1: Stop this, now. This if is you la- don't want, last chance. If you don't want chance. to spoil it,
0: <laughs> last chance uh Brian Possein, the guy that was driving the the land speeder uh-huh. dying in the first 10 minutes okay is a spoiler according to Disney and the creators of this show
1: why is he famous like is it he's, like michael keaton coming and being blown up in not, the first not not nearly ten minutes?
0: as famous as michael keaton being blown up in the first 10 minutes of lost um no he's he's a comedian he's mildly famous Like I recognized him. Oh, that's Brian Posehn. But like he's he's no more famous than, for example, uh, Camille Nanjiani showing up in an episode of the X Files. Like this is a guy's a fan of the show and he's
1: an actor. Who's that? Camille Nanjiani. Camille Nanjiani is
0: the guy from the Big Sick.
1: Oh, okay. Was he in the reboot of the X-Files? Yeah. He start? He, oh, okay. The,
0: the episode with, like, the where lizard
1: Oh, yeah. That was one of their funny ones. Yeah. One of the okay.
0: funnier ones um, was he played the, like, groundskeeper or something in that. So, again, it's one of those things, like, if you know who he is, like, oh, it's cool. And he Camille had a podcast called the X-Files Files where he was going through the X-Files. Yeah. Um, and that's I, what a
1: fan is. It's a yeah. file with a PH. That's yeah. a fan in the yeah. X-Files universe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> super nerdy. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: so
0: yeah, but was, Star Wars is for nerds. Star Wars so is for nerds. They... But Star Wars is also for everybody. Like, I, I made pieces of, like, liking Star Wars does not really make you a nerd Mm-mm. in this day and age. It's like the most popular media franchise other than maybe like the marvel cinematic universe yeah. which is also owned by disney now yeah so yeah liking star wars is as american as apple pie and baseball yeah yeah um but yeah so brian Posehn dies in the first 10 minutes which is fine he doesn't
1: even like he has like two lives. Uh, like yeah. a, a character i never expected we were gonna see again Yeah. so like
0: i like i don't dies. know why that was worry- Were we being worried about spoiling the show. Now, what happens at the end of the episode? Super spoilerable. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes.
0: Um, I, before we we say who it is or what it, what shows up at the end of the episode, um, someone I follow on Twitter who has been trying to like talk about this but not spoil what's going on uh-huh. has been talking about Baba Yaga.
1: Okay, <laughs> is Baba Yaga? The spoiled thing at well, the Well, so, of- like,
0: I didn't realize that's what they were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so they were talking about Baba Yaga, who, if you're not familiar with Russian folklore, is a witch that lives in a hut on chicken legs. The hut has chicken legs. The witch has normal human legs, or witch legs. Um,
1: okay. Um, okay.
0: And then later, like, looking at those tweets, I was like... Oh, I get what she's referencing.
1: Yes, so the point of the first episode is that the Mandalorian... Who has a name? I'm going to keep going with this thought. You think of what the yeah, name is. Yeah, keep That the Mandalorian has a big bounty. He's a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. He, he He's good at his job, and he gets a job because no one else can no do, one else it. do it. No one else it's will do it. It's kind of off the books, too. Yeah. Doesn't and have the...
0: the the chip or the disc or the
1: yeah the, the puck yeah, the puck yeah which I guess is like the little hologram thing like like Princess Leia came out of in the first one it's, uh, yeah that this is yeah this is your bounty it's a big you deal. have the authorization to mm-hmm. take them um, yeah so he has this no one else can do it mm-hmm. bounty to go get on a, a person no a person. name yeah no idea of. What? Except age that is yeah. 50 years old. Yes. Someone who's 50
0: years old that he has to go rescue.
1: Yeah. Not rescue. Not, bounty. bounty. Yeah. Capture. Capture, Capture. <laughs> Capture for yeah. turning in. Yeah. To the Empire? Yeah. yeah.
0: implied to be like the remnants of the Empire.
1: I'm not sure where the timeline of this... Is this post, like, episodes four, five, and six? That's where it
0: felt like to me. Or is it
1: pre? Like, has the Empire fallen a couple of times before?
0: This... I mean, so... Going off of what little I know about Star Wars, which is not a lot, um, the Stormtroopers in it looked like original trilogy Stormtroopers.
1: Okay. And original trilogy, going back to the 70s four, five, and six. 80s. Yes. Luke, Leia, Han, Han Solo, Solo, Chewbacca, Darth Vader. Yoda. Which are episodes 4, 5, and yes. 6. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so, like, that was my rough estimate, was, like, we're after those... Maybe before or after the, the current trilogy that's being released. I think intentionally unclear about that because mm-hmm. this is so far removed from anything in those stories. Like, this is a completely different corner of the universe like than whatever is going on with the First Order and the Resistance and the New Republic and those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this guy hired by the, the Fallen Empire to go capture a bounty.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and on the way, we get some really cool action scenes. Like the scene at the bar was real fun at the beginning, mm-hmm. or um, well, I guess the the shootout at the bounty location mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: was also real fun. Where we got to meet a, a bounty droid played, I think, by Taika Watiti. I think oh, that that was, was I think that's Titan who he was Titan. playing. And then, big spoiler reveal. He gets there, and looks like everybody's dead. Like, where's the where's yeah. the bounty? Did we kill him accidentally? Nope. We got a floating egg, and inside that is the cutest <laughs> baby Yoda.
1: Or Yoda creature. Yoda. We don't, we Yoda, don't know. If it's I don't this. even
0: know if Yoda had Like, Yoda must have a species. Yeah. But, like, I don't know what it's called.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> baby Yoda is killing me <laughs> with cuteness. Oh, my gosh. It's very cute. So...
0: Cute. Like, genetically designed to be incredibly cute.
1: So Got the little cute.
0: eyes wrapped up in kind of a little swaddling.
1: It doesn't have language yet. It's still in, like, the toddler phase. Yes. Or it makes noises for things. Yes. And
0: they, they make reference, like, oh, it must be a creature that lives for thousands of years or hundreds of years. That's why it's only 50 and it's still yeah. a baby. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, real real cutie patootie in so there. <laughs> so so, what,
1: what did you think of
0: these episodes that we watched, other than just describing them?
1: Um, so, I came away <laughs> thinking that they were delightful, and that was, like, such a weird adjective to describe anything in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. <laughs> um But, yeah. They were no, just I'm, really I'm kind with you. Delightful, delightful is, is great. Um, I was entertained, like... I mean the cutest factor times a thousand with baby Yoda. <laughs> yes, who um, also
0: features prominently in the next episode. Like it's a continuation. Yeah, second
1: episode. Yeah. So I and I think what part of what kind of contributed to this idea of delightful was the the storytelling that was happening because mm-hmm. I noticed during while watching there's very little dialogue yes. happening and that is like really unusual yeah, these a, a refreshing. days refreshing yeah oh that's nice okay we're selling stories a different a different way Mm -hmm. um so a lot of just through the action and yet i still had such a sense of kind of what the world was Mm -hmm. i was getting exposition without like um really being hammered or getting a lot of like narration that's a really popular thing right now is, is the voiceover narration to explain what's happening or to give background yeah um, so that wasn't there. So you're only getting exposition in kind of the Mandalorian's actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like in the scene, they go to a, like a metal forge where there's another Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, and they're just in media ray as to what their story yeah, is. Yeah, what's going
0: on. Like, I don't know anything about Mandalorians. Yeah. Like, yeah. even with having seen all of the Star Wars movies. Like I guess Boba Fett is a Mandalorian. He's got Mandalorian armor. I don't know if that makes him one or not. Yeah. Um. And his dad, Jango Fett, from the prequels. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if they're Mandalorians. I don't. I don't. Honestly, don't have any idea. So yeah. I'm coming into it very.
1: I mean, we are starting sparse. to get a story. Also, there's some flashbacks too, which are telling some of the exposition. Like, or, like, like a, a flashback. Yeah, we're like a child, which mm-hmm. you're kind of led to lead, might be the child.
0: Mandalorian
1: mm-hmm. as as a child. Yeah. Well, he, he does say he was um, a
0: foundling. So that's and, sort of the implication. there but... being
1: an attack and him being moved by adults into a hiding place. Yeah. Um, so you're kind of getting the sense that the Mandalorians are really like... Um, uh, uh, I don't know what the word is. Uh, they have a code. Mm-hmm. They have a certain ethics that they stand by and yeah. they do it... Um, for each other, mm-hmm. there's maybe some scattering of them across yeah, places. Maybe their home world has been or...
0: destroyed. Well, you definitely get the impression that they're pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Like, like
1: he may be the other... only
0: Mandalorian that anyone has ever met that he meets.
1: Yeah, and so everybody's kind of commenting on that. Like mm-hmm. he's kind of a unicorn mm-hmm. that they've never, they've heard of. The, the yeah, I've heard of Mandalorians, but they haven't. Yeah they haven't seen yeah and i
0: i think the um i was fascinated by the detail of like him receiving the initial payment for this bounty Mm -hmm. and it being this sort of slab of metal and we've already seen like credits look like all sorts of different things because we get the calamari discs or we get the the imperial pile of credits that he Mm -hmm. refuses um and so they're getting this like phone sized slab of metal and then that being used at this forge to turn into, like, a piece of his armor uh-huh. um, is that, that beautiful world building and exposition without having to explain every single step of the way. Yeah. So that was really fun. And then, yeah. and then he's now wearing it. And he's got, so he's yeah. got his helmet and this shoulder pad. And, yeah. like, that's the only thing that matches yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's clearly a ritualistic nature that's part of that. Uh-huh. That was real fun.
1: I, yeah, and I also liked um, what would have been really kind of like fast-paced adventure scenes in, in what I think of a regular Star Wars movie mm-hmm. were, you know, the danger's there, the adventure's there, but you get the feeling this is like mundane. Yeah. This is the life of a bounty hunter. <laughs> a creature jumps out of the ocean and grabs your ship. You gotta get you gotta up go. and go shoot it. So it lets go. And you can be on yes. your way. Uh, a giant rhino. You need to get its eggs so that you can, you can get, get, get your, your, parts your, your parts back. From back. The so you fight it, <laughs> and you get beat up real bad. And fine, here's here's, here's the, the egg, egg. <laughs> and it just life the life of a bounty hunter. It's not yeah. very glamorous. Uh, There's a lot of steps to get to your bounty and Uh being able to bring them (laughs) back in.
0: Yeah. No, all of it. It it was very, very workmanlike, almost. Like, yep, this is is just the job. Yep. The gig economy, even in Star Wars.
1: Gotta get my ship back. (laughs) Gotta fight the rhino. Cool. Oh, the really cool rhino. Yeah, really yeah. cool
0: rhino fight.
1: Yeah, you got the complete fight. You, you got the tension, too. It's mm-hmm. still an adventure, but... Yeah. Um,
0: Same in the second episode. Him climbing up the, the sand crawler
1: mm-hmm. was real fun. Yeah, yeah. Because um, the Jawa steal his the parts from his ship yeah. while... or I guess they the scavenged it. They scavenged it. While he... <laughs> uh, he was
0: out finding Baby Yoda.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. A Yoda baby... Yeah, Yeah. Baby Yoda, not Yoda.
1: But Baby Yoda is the same rhythm as Baba Yaga, so So I see what what was happening there.
0: Yeah. Um, I was getting, um, so I I should preface this and say I've never seen these films, but I read the comics. Um, Lone Wolf and Cub, which is a pretty famous Japanese manga series from decades ago, and then an accompanying film series they made Based on it. Mm -hmm. Um, that's about a I wanna say not assassin, but like Ronin samurai Um. without a master, mercenary, that's the word I'm looking for. A mercenary um traveling feudal Japan, um, doing work for hire with his baby. Like that's literally the premise of it, and like the famous icon is him like pushing this stroller. Um, and also, like, murdering people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it's hard not to think of that with this structure, um, particularly in the second episode when he's, like, he's just got this floating baby stroller phone around yep. <laughs> with a little baby Yoda in it. Yep. And yep. he goes over and fights the big rhino, and Yoda's just hanging out there. Mm-hmm.
1: Watching it happen. Watching it happen.
0: Um, but, like, the whole thing felt and this is that visual storytelling in a lot of ways, very reminiscent of those sorts of, like, Kurosawa-era samurai movies. Mm. Uh, you know, very sparse dialogue. You know, it's there when it's needed, but there's not a lot of explanation. You sort of figure out what's going on as you watch it. Um, which I thought was really cool, considering how much the original Star Wars films draw from that same era Please. of Japanese mm-hmm. film.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, but but pulling kind of different things. Yes, yeah, from, from those films.
0: Um, yeah, but very much pulling different things. But sort of like George Lucas has not been shy about the fact that like Darth Vader's helmet is supposed to look kind of like a samurai mask. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of those sorts of influences throughout it, along with a million other things George Lucas stole from to make Star Wars. Uh, so that was that was really cool, and and the, the storytelling very much matched that pace of mm-hmm. something like a Kurosawa film or one of the many other Japanese samurai filmmakers who I'm less familiar with.
1: Yeah. I have now a concept for samurai films. I don't think I've seen any. I've seen um, what's the one from different viewpoints? Rashomon. Uh, yeah, I've seen Rashomon, but like a Very long different. time ago.
0: Yeah, Yeah. We should watch Seven Samurai.
1: Yeah, yeah, we should. Saturday we should. <laughs> Sure, sure. Um, Kurosawa. Yeah, the and the artwork at the end I enjoyed in yeah, the closing credits. What a
0: beautiful like, and like, thing. Yeah.
1: It looks like just kind of the mock ups they probably did mm-hmm. for, I forgot what you call that. Concept art. It's concept art for it. But it just kind of reminded me what I'm making this up in my head, but what, what the Star Wars, like, novels like the cover art for them mm-hmm. might have looked like.
0: Yeah, so you're, you're 100%, I had a very similar thought um, to the extent that there was a um, Star Wars book I had as a kid called Tales of the Bounty Hunters um, that, like, this i didn't even read the book, but this book reminded me of the cover of that book mm-hmm. um here's some here's some concept art from that, and tell me that's not reminiscent of it like it's even got like uh-huh. the bounty droid on the cover
1: mm-hmm.
0: the sort of desert scape um i I have no idea what's in that book or if it's at all related to what is in this. But it was but
1: that, that same that, sort of
0: aesthetic mm-hmm. that you get from the Star Wars expanded universe novels,
1: mm-hmm. which was Let's real fun. a little, little clue of what's coming. And, I mean, they're structured uh, as chapters. They're yeah. giving title, you the chapter, title of each episode as chapter one, blank, chapter two. What was wait? chapter one called? Chapter one, I don't know, it was called like The Bounty. Chapter yeah, two was the child, the child, but I don't remember what chapter one was either. called. Um, maybe it wasn't there, maybe. But I feel like it was there. Um, and I felt like each episode was a very complete thing, like yes, a chapter. Yes, it was an episode. Which is incredibly <laughs> rare for a show from a streaming service to have each episode be an episode and not just part of a 10-hour movie. Yes,
0: but yeah, feel like an episode, feel self-contained, but part of a larger narrative. Mm-hmm.
1: There's a beginning, middle, and end.
0: yeah. Well, in in a second episode, like, there's there's a very clear arc. Like, oh, cool, he got his bounty, he goes back to his ship. Oh, no, it's being ravaged by Jawas. Mm -hmm. He's got to chase them down to go get them. That didn't work. We have a setback, so he's going to have to trade with them. It gives him a new quest. And then he completes it, and then the episode ends.
1: (laughs) And and for the record, we're not saying that all episodes need to be structured with, like, a beginning, middle, and end. You can definitely play up with that. But, the, but it, it's
0: delightful when they are it, sometimes. It is.
1: Because, <laughs> because the streaming services shows right now are not playing with that structure. They're just writing a 10-hour yeah. movie. At um, least the,
0: most of them. There are exceptions. There are a few exceptions. Like getting through, we haven't even gotten to the last season of Orange is the New Black, which was like our favorite show once upon a time. Yeah. Because it's just... Plodding along, here's the next 60 minutes of activity. Right,
1: we need to fill out some time so we yeah. met our... Also, yeah. the episode's are like 40 minutes long of The Mandalorian. Yeah.
0: Like, that's tight. That is tight. That's great. Like, you don't see that on streaming services anymore, because... And I, I blame Netflix for a lot of these problems that we're talking about, because it's all Netflix's fault. But Netflix was like, yeah, your sitcom can be 32 and a half minutes long, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it Which just makes it feel shaggy and like... Bleh, bleh. And I love some of Netflix's sitcoms, like Kimmy Schmidt had that problem. Yeah. Um, I feel like One Day at a Time didn't have that problem, but I don't, I don't know the runtimes on that off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But it felt tightly constructed. Yeah, 40 yeah. minutes. Yeah. In, which means it's going story. through
1: all of the revision processes. They're doing the final revisions in the writing and they're doing the final revisions in editing. Yeah. So it's not. Which makes
0: it a tight product. Yeah. And it's not that you can't have an hour and 20 minute long episode. If that's what the story needs, it's just rare that that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Game of Thrones did. They just kept throwing 10 minutes more on every single episode, whether you needed it or not.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah very tight episodes. Beautiful art at the end. Mm hmm. Um, I also like. This, I think, was set up earlier in the first episode. But the idea that, like, the Mandalorian works alone, that's been pretty firmly established. Mm -hmm. And as you, like, watch the first episode, and really the first two episodes both, there's sort of this implication of, like, oh, we're going to end up with, like, a band of misfits, which is a very Star Wars story. Because you have Luke, and then the droids, and then Han Solo, and Ben Kenobi, and then oh, we've got a band of droids, oh, Leia shows up, cool, we've got mm-hmm. a band of heroes. And that's very much replicated in the new trilogy that's mm-hmm. currently in progress, where you've got Rey, and Finn, and Poe, and kind of Kylo Ren is almost a part of know. that, we, we don't know where that's we, going. We know which he's going to be in. Yeah, alive. or Rose, and yeah. you know, these sorts of, this kind of cast of characters that create that, and then, like, every time in these episodes, when it's about to be like, oh, we're starting to put the band together, he's like, nope, we're done. Bye. Mm-hmm. Never see this character again. And, like, the Brian Posehn thing feels like it's a part of that. Like, not that it actually is, but, like, he's like, oh, that's Brian Posehn. He could be a main character on this show. Nope, he's dead in the first ten minutes. Or the, the guy he captures in his first bounty. And they're, they're, like, having, they're not having Banty bantery dialogue but he's trying to have bantery dialogue Well,
1: the the captured guy is having a one-sided conversation
0: (laughs) which is which is great storytelling of Uh like the
1: mandalorian
0: who doesn't have a name he's just credited as the mandalorian i checked just sits there silently and then goes and knocks the monster off his ship Mm -hmm. and like oh maybe this is gonna be like buddy comedy nope he's in carbonite now we're done It's just a bounty.
1: Well, he does uh, the Mandalorian at the end of episode two does offer a position to the, the character I'm calling the mechanic.
0: Yeah, on the, Nick the, Nolte's character.
1: Yeah. So we, and um and he turns it down. The mechanic mm-hmm. turns it down. So Nick Nolte had a relatively two, episode. two episodes, really big name for two episodes. I think you can get a really big name on anything Star Wars. For, like, two seconds on screen at oh, yeah. this point in time. So that's probably not that. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're, Nick Nolte, like, you want to be on the Star Wars um, thing? Yeah. Freaking Werner Herzog was the guy yeah. who gave him the bounty. Yeah. Which is so ridiculous.
1: <laughs> and yet, the main character, of the Mandalorian, you don't see this face. Yeah. He
0: never takes
1: um, the helmet off. So... That's just interesting from the, uh, the I don't know, celebrity status mm-hmm. of being in a Star Wars film. Well, that yeah. was that was a thing lots of
0: people complained about in the prequel trilogy, was that you had Jango Fett, Boba Fett's dad, those movies are weird, like, took his helmet off a lot. And so, mm-hmm. like, oh, we're trying to have a similar character, but nope, he's taking his helmet off, he's getting cloned, he's everywhere. Um, people are like, it removes the mystery of it. Which... I guess it's true, but the the main actor does a great job of working with the limitation of having his head covered the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh Pedro Pascal who has um not been in anything I'm familiar with. I don't recognize with. the name, but um he was a character in Kingsman the Golden Circle. But like looking at his list of stuff, he's a relatively own oh, uh he was Oberyn Martell in Game of Thrones. I don't remember who Oberyn Martell is. He was me in, neither. He was in seven episodes in 2014, but mostly like TV work, yeah. like relatively small, like small things, like Law and Order. He was in a few episodes of. Well, everybody <laughs> Everybody's in Law and Order. You gotta do that. Yeah. That's how you
1: get your SAG card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you live in New York, you're on
0: Law and Order. That's just the rules. Yeah. Um, yeah. So relatively unknown actor. Um, doing a lot physically with his body and things like that, but not the ability to use his face to act. Mm-hmm. Just the odd tilt of the helmet here and there,
1: and whatever is expressed through the voice. Yeah, yeah. Which is he's doing great voice work. There's not a lot of not a lot of it's that. A quiet guy.
0: Uh, I did like the part where they're like the the mechanic was like, mm-hmm. "You got to put your gun down." He's like, "I'm a Mandalorian. It's part of my religion."
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm like, well, do it anyway. <laughs> Those little things. What, weirdly, one of the thoughts I had when this was, watching this, was like, man, I really want to play the Star Wars RPG. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, so one of the Star Wars RPGs is called Edge of the Empire. And so it's literally about... Those
1: other stories.
0: These other stories. It's like, you're not you're not Luke and Leia and Jedi saving the world. You're like the weirdos in the back corner
1: mm-hmm. who get
0: ten seconds of screen time in the, the cantina scene.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that sounds like it would be a lot of fun that's yeah, a fun story about that to, to
0: tell um uh, speaking of the goofy folks in the cantina the practical effects were on point um i don't know if all of them are practical but there was there was enough practical effects that it it bridged over what cgi there was
1: i don't know how you can tell i at this point i can't tell what's cgi and what's practical well so
0: the rhino hovering two feet off the air i'm like that's cgi well yeah <laughs> Um, that much. Yeah, that's that's about as much as I. That's the only like true distinction I can make most of the time. But um, like the Jawas all felt like physical characters. Like those were like people people in, in, in costume. Um, so that was significant. Like that, those sorts of things work because I feel like again, not to harp on the prequels, I think the prequels do some things really well. Um, but one of the pe- things people didn't like in the prequels was the over-reliance on CGI. Right. And I think the new trilogy has swung that in the other direction and has found a better balance. For example, uh, spoilers for The Last Jedi. Yoda's in The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. and he was a physical puppet. They, yeah, they, they went back. They went back to the physical they puppet. Back.
1: Do you think Baby Yoda in this is physical? Or I that can't whole tell. floating egg is a CGI?
0: I, so the egg is obviously CGI. I think some of the close-up work... Is practical. But I also think it's too cute to be real. <laughs> so cute. I also had flashbacks to um, Farscape with Rigel mm-hmm. in the floating, his yeah. floating chair like, yeah. flying around. He wasn't cute,
1: but yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah he, had a, he had a certain mistake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you can get a lot of, like, Farscape's a good example of the expressions on those puppet characters. Oh, yeah. That yeah. That make them so real, mm-hmm. and
0: and then and in the case of *Farce*, keeping having like something for the actors to act against makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. You know, there's an actual physical tiny person in puppet in a chair that you can yell at, yeah, yeah, rather than you know a tennis ball on a stick, right? Yeah. So what? Like I again, mean, I don't know what was practical and what was CGI, but I felt like there was enough physicality that it felt practical a lot. I don't know. The ship felt very real. I mean, the mm-hmm. ship was real, but like inside of it was real.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun if it was CGI, it wasn't distracting me of, of being like CGI-y.
0: Yeah. I don't know, some CGI-y of the some CGI. of the little creatures on the desert planet, which was probably Tantooine, but not officially designated as such. Like the little lizards running around. Mm. It was like, eh, that feels like special edition, like, we're just putting some creatures in here to have some creatures, but not distracting to the point that I was worried about it or, or upset. Yeah. The egg was a practical effect. Yeah. That egg was amazing. That, yeah. <laughs> got a big hairy so, egg.
1: So, and then you just open it up, it's full of yellow goo. Yeah,
0: you going to eat that yellow goo. And they ate
1: the yellow goo. And... They're
0: very excited about the yellow goo. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: A rare Jawan delicacy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anything else But it
1: also didn't make... Like, I didn't feel like the Jawas were the bad guys. No. Like, they were just They were just being jealous. They were doing what they're doing. They found doing. a spaceship.
0: They're going to take all the stuff off of it and sell it. No. Yeah, yeah.
1: So it wasn't set up as... Um, it doesn't... It doesn't uh go with the Mandalorian's ethics on <laughs> what to do with this Sha for yeah. like what we would think. Like mm-hmm. I think we could see that that's the that's wrong. Yeah, it's not it's your immoral. Stuff. But um but I didn't feel like they were set up as as evil, bad creatures. No.
0: They're just doing their thing. That's what they do. They strip stuff for parts and then sell the parts. Because yeah. they're Jawas. Yeah. I do think the scene of him climbing up the, the Sandcrawler was my favorite. Like just well executed, well choreographed. It told a story with the action, like the process free. of him like chasing it and then climbing it and like
1: the difficulties and the setbacks and all of that. Well, and like the Jawas aren't shooting him down. They're just throwing junk at yeah, him. They're throwing junk at him. <laughs> so it doesn't feel like like violent high stakes mm-hmm. life or death.
0: They do shock him off the top. <laughs> yeah, that's what gets <laughs> he's him at the down. will shoot their little stun guns at him,
1: but he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's a Mandalorian. I mean, I guess he, he did actually vaporize a few of them in the beginning. So oh yeah, no, he
0: killed he some killed of them.
1: them. He he does
0: not hesitate to kill people to get in his to get to people that are in his yeah. way. Yeah, um, he's he's a Mandalorian. That's what mm-hmm. they do. I guess I don't know.
1: I think that was all, all my thoughts. That's about all my thoughts. Oh, Baby Yoda. Baby Baba Yoda. Baby Yoda. Oh, Baby Yoda.
0: <laughs> Amy, if this whole thing is just Lone Wolf and Cub but Star Wars, I'm in. That's they got a I winner. They got a winner.
1: You got us, Disney.
0: Of course, then there's a question of, like, what is the bounty for? Did Baby Yoda, like, murder someone? Oh,
1: yeah. Is it going to be evil, Baby? I don't know. I don't know. But He's if the Empire cute. wants him, it wants yeah. it, then but do you they, think... they want him alive. Yeah.
0: Preferably. But,
1: I mean, you got to think that the Empire is up to nefarious yeah. things. That's true.
0: They are the Empire.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So is he going to fall in love with Baby Yoda, or is he going to give him back to fulfill the bounty?
1: He's trying real hard not to interact <laughs> with Baby Baby Yoda <laughs> and, uh, and create a relationship there that might interfere... Anyway. With the bounty. Don't get close to the target. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we will also
0: come to the cuteness of Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's hard not to. He just wants to help. Yeah, he's a help. He's a helper. He's a little helper. Yeah. Or she? Or Was she? Or it? We don't know how they're gendered. No, they, it's yeah, not clear. they's probably safe.
0: Yeah. They, they refer to baby yoga as "it" a few times. You
1: keep saying baby yoga. Baby,
0: <laughs> I do. I do keep saying baby yoga. Baby yoga,
1: baby yoda. It
0: just it just mixes all up in the tongue.
1: It does. Yeah, I'm excited to watch the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I have no idea how long the series is. I don't know if it's going to be ongoing or if it's just a one-off.
1: Yeah, and we're talking about we like we like when they're dropped once a week. Um, yeah, because it keeps us from binging. Ah, Felicity, you did so well through this whole thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it feels then you get to talk about it for a little bit longer when mm-hmm. it's not all dropped at once. Yeah,
0: there's a, there's a conversation that can happen. There were technically yeah. two this week because one launched on Tuesday when it went live. But it's going to be on Fridays from now on.
1: Okay. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with binging. I like binging. But I do find when I binge a TV show, I cannot remember what happened at all. Yeah. And I have to go back and rewatch it, just it slowly. Flies by. Uh huh. Um,
0: we did, I think the last thing I binged was Stranger Things season two.
1: Yeah. We watched that in a day, a day and a half. Yeah. Oh no! Season three, we watched. Season three, s- yeah, sorry. Season
0: three, the, the most recent one. And that was fine. That, that was a fine way to watch Stranger. Yeah, Things. I didn't. I wasn't going to say it. Stranger Things. <laughs> season three. Season three. Yeah. Stranger Things season one is still fantastic. It is, and should have ended as such. Yeah, but yeah, I um, don't think else.
1: Um, um, I'm done, cool. and it's kitty playtime. So, so I think, yeah, we're say done. good night, Amy. Good night, Amy.